We are joined by Tim Hudak on the Morning Brief, former leader of the Ontario Conservatives, now at the Ontario Real Estate Association. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, John Moore. Okay, so let's bat clean up. All the drama was yesterday, but MPP Sarah Jamma not only sanctioned in the House, but also kicked out of the NDP caucus. Is she going to be able to get anything done for her constituents? Hard to imagine. Right? Like uh, honestly, hard, hard to imagine. You really have, you really have three channels to to get things done for your constituents or things that you believe in for your community, the province as a whole. This is what is so frustrating and sad about this, John. It, it is an extraordinary opportunity to be one of the only 130 people of the province of Ontario who can enter the legislature, take a desk and have a microphone for their use to fight for things that you believe in, that you want to deliver. And there's three channels for that. You can use the, the microphone there to enter debate. You're part of a caucus and get things done and drive issues as a group. Or you interact with the ministers on the other side of the floor. And basically, Sir Jama has successfully cut off her ability to do all three of those. I, I have no idea what she can now accomplish in the legislature except being a, a champion for those who play on the edges of anti-Semitism and want to see the elimination of, of Israel. It, it, it is so sad. And Mars Stiles, quite frankly, she should have been listening to more in the morning when you and I talked about this, you know, more than a week ago, where that member should have been ejected from caucus from the get-go. When you see somebody who puts their, their own points of view, their own ambitions ahead of the group, who's not willing to work within the team. And you can negotiate, John, with your leader to say, look, I I'm going to step outside of the way the party's approaching this issue for these reasons. And you lay them out. You should always follow the no surprises rule when you're working as part of a team in caucus. I say to somebody that acts this way, that spoils this opportunity, that puts herself ahead of her constituents like this to sit there, mute in the legislature for three more years, good riddance. Okay, explain to me what happened yesterday. Paul Calandra and Doug Ford effectively reversing even more changes in zoning. But this is not a green belt issue, right? No, but it's related. Um, it, this is um, this looks to me like preventative medicine, uh, John. Uh, they were, my gut tells me, worried about a Greenbelt Part 2, and here's why I say that. So if I'm the opposition and I see that the Ford government had a flawed process around the release of Greenbelt lands where there was not due process, there was not scientific uh, analysis, it was... You know, it's one individual or small number who influenced the decision. You say, you know what? They made other decisions, so you go after them, you know, with great focus. I would be bringing up these changes in the legislature as well to ask if similar flawed process took place. And what happened here is that municipalities need to, some municipalities need to expand what we call their urban boundary. That means they would put more land that's not environmentally sensitive towards development of new homes that we desperately need and more jobs. And some municipalities refuse to, to do so. They listen to NIMBY forces and the province needs to step in in those circumstances. But John, the province needs to have an arm's length objective process with timelines to consider if these boundary changes make more sense and to make sure you're free of any suggestions of influence peddling. So clearly, Minister Calandra felt that they did not follow the appropriate process in dealing with these nine municipalities and basically took it back to square one. Okay, but aren't we now in an almost state of paralysis when it comes to getting anything done? 
Jeez, I worry about that, right? I, I mean, I worry about that with my, my hat on as CEO of the Ontario Real Estate Association. And when I wake up every morning, when I'm not on more in the morning, I think, you know, how are we going to get more homes built in this province that average people can't afford? One of the ideas that I brought forward is you need to have a carrot and stick when dealing with municipalities. I'll walk you through it. So if a municipality is playing ball, they're creating more homes for their young people that can actually live in the community, they should be rewarded. So their pet project maybe for a new transit line or expanding a road or a new arena, that would go to the top of the list of the infrastructure projects. The Ford government's listened. They're actually doing that. But, John, you also need a stick. If they listen to NIMBY forces, that they bow down and close their doors to the young people or new Canadians trying to move in, there should be consequences for that. And part of that is the province stepping in and saying, you know what? You're not going to do it. We gave you a chance. We'll do that for you. But you need a clear, transparent, consistent process that gives time for discussion. It looks like they rushed it the first time around, and that's why the minister has put this back into a reset position. There are a bunch of real estate-related stories this morning, so let's keep rocking here. Uh, This is one that you sent to us. An Ontario woman says using cash for houses company was a costly mistake. What happened? Yeah, I mean, these are the, the bottom feeders when it comes to what you find in your mailbox on a daily basis. I, I bet most of the listeners, John, they'll, they'll see in their mailbox uh, quite often what looks like a handwritten note from somebody who says they will buy your home, no questions asked, you know, cash on the spot and, and, and set you free. And the reality is that folks that practice that type of real estate uh, are not regulated. There's no oversight from the Real Estate Council of Ontario. They're outside provincial law and they can scam you. And this is Smithville. This is my old riding in, in West Niagara. And this woman was desperate. She uh, had unsteady uh, employment, lost her partner, had a variable mortgage, and needed to sell her home. And when you hire a realtor, the realtor walks you through every possible angle, including how you can continue to stay in your home. But she went to one of these companies that had the, you know, buy your home for cash. And instead of buying her home, what they do is have something called an assignment clause, which says, They'll buy your home for a certain price, but they can resell that home within a certain period and reap all the profits, leaving her totally uh, out of any opportunity for an upside from the sale of her home. Look, we've been pushing to make sure that when you have a real estate in a transaction, dealing with a regulated professional, that there is an educational component, including continuing education, and strict discipline. If you rip somebody off, we want you kicked out of the profession. Problem is, these gray market operators have no regulation, and they should. Wherever you buy your home, whoever you're from, John, if it's a business, there should be from provincial legislation, I'm sorry, oversight to make sure they're on the up and up and there's consequences if they rip you off. And then there are some stats out today that say I think it's 56% of Toronto condos built in the last six or so years were are, are investor owned. So, I mean, basically the person bought it, but they weren't going to live in it. Yeah, th- this is a reflection, I think, of the, the deepening of the affordability crisis and, and the risk we have right now, John, that we're going to be heading even deeper into the world of housing haves and, and have-nots. So, look, this is often a source of, of income for uh, middle-income families and retirement funds to have a rental a property. The condo supply has actually been the largest growth in the last number of years for rentals that we need across our cities and towns because we've not built enough purpose-built rental, the rental building strictly for rental units. But but here's, here's the problem. Because interest rates are higher, because prices are high, because if you come from a, a family background that doesn't have a home or doesn't have wealth, it's awfully difficult to get into the market. And that means those that do have homes have a greater opportunity to do so. 
Two things you need to do about that. Build more homes at affordability levels for people so they can get into the marketplace in the first. And secondly, you know, I think we do need a hand up for those that don't come from wealthier backgrounds. We have said, for example, that you should eliminate the land transfer tax for first time home buyers. Are there other projects like shared equity that can help people from more modest means get into the market? You need both increasing supply, but some hand up to those that don't come from a wealthy background. One last story, and not a lot of time on the clock, but uh, Girl Guides in Canada have been told not to participate in the Santa Claus Parade because it would break the Girl Guide mandate of not participating in religious events. When was the last time Santa Claus was re- a religious event? <laughs> no, I don't know. The, the, I, I, I'm not the angry letter kind of kind of guy, right? But the, the girl, the Girl Guides, the Girl Guides are getting on my nerves. I'll tell you. When, so our our daughter Miller was a was a Girl Guide. Maitland's been uh, in uh, in Brownies. Debbie was as well. Miller volunteered as has Deb. Love their cookies. It's one of the reasons as well. But they're, they're getting a little nuts here. Like say, they're objecting to Santa Claus for goodness sakes. And then if you remember during during uh, Donald Trump's presidency, they wouldn't take any girls across the border as a bit of a rejection of Donald Trump. That's not their business. Stick with the badges. They do a great job. But man, and sell me my cookies. Otherwise, girl guides, stay out of politics. Thanks a lot, sir. Good to have you. Have a great day. That is uh, Tim Hudak in a very jolly mood, ironically, in talking about a boycott of Santa Claus.